from Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, February 12th, 2010, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando, Florida studios is the one and only Maya Strang. That's right. Uh, On her lap is the getting more and more vocal by the day, Cohen Strang. Oh, man, you should have yelled just right then. Squeeze his his leg or something. (laughs) (laughs) Give him a twizzle. Oh, no. to you'll, my, hear, you'll hear a, a, a squeal of joy. <laughs> to my right is uh, Josh Loveless. Hey, people. Uh, on the <laughs> Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And manning the ones and twos behind the wall of glass is none other than our <laughs> illustrious producer and the DJ of Relevant.fm, Chad Michael Snavely. I've been programmed to only talk in Relevant FM code. So <laughs> if I just start saying, like, you're listening to Relevant FM, you'll understand why. <laughs> He's been programmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. We're not a live station. Chad is actually a robotic. He, he's like a, a speak and spell. Yeah. That we just <laughs> type the words in and he says it. Um, I'm already distracted because I, um, about half an hour ago in between two meetings, I tweeted, hey, we're about to record the podcast. If you want me to say anything, let me know. And there has been a flood of things. And I'm already distracted by the flood of things. You're so supposed to give us some. A long podcast. Yeah. I'm happened just, at the end last week? Just reading. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm already distracted. We have a huge podcast coming up for you today. Huge? Yes. Josh uh, spent quite a while. I actually had a meeting scheduled with, with Loveless today. And I, I couldn't get the meeting in because he was in this interview that went so long. Did you get the job? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it went so long that we're splitting it into two parts, and we're going to run the second half next week. Yeah. I just spoke to Jason Russell from Invisible Children. And it was fascinating because, as many of you know, they just won that Chase contest for a million dollars. He just yeah. won a million dollars for the organization. Yeah, I, uh, one of the first questions I asked him was, uh, how does it feel to win a million dollars? I mean, <laughs> that's a rare thing to be able to say for your organization or as a person. And, uh, and so they, they talked about doing beer runs and, uh, and getting champagne. And he wanted to actually pop champagne hours before it was announced. He was, <laughs> he was that confident, but everyone around him, he said, told him, no, 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 we can't we can't actually celebrate until we get the official word. But he was so confident, he said, going into the final hours, he wanted to uh, to get champagne. And, and Doesn't he know pride team. comes before a fall? Yeah, he <laughs> knows that. But it was nice. It was a humble approach in the conversation because he was admitting to it. Uh, so I think in some way it, it canceled. Did, it did he like send taunting emails to other organizations <laughs> before it was announced? No, it, it was. Well? It or was, he waited for those. Yeah, he waited. I think he did that afterwards. Um, I, I, it was for a couple of days on Facebook. You know, people were like changing their profile icons to you know vote for this, vote for that. And I'll be honest, I I was uncomfortable. Why were you? Uncomfortable? I, I was. Well, he was sitting on a cement bench. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I generally check Facebook on very hard concrete. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. Yeah, this you is know it. what I mean? Because I know, uh, and, and I'm sure you guys, you guys do too, have some relationships with different people in these different organizations. And I know they're all, they all believe in what the other one is doing, you know? But obviously when they're vying for the same prize, I'm sure there's a little behind-the-scenes tension. I don't know, though. Well, apparently that's what... Josh gets into with Jason. So I'm, I'm really excited to hear this interview. So that's coming up later. And back by popular demand, you, you guys wanted it and it's back. A special second edition of Attribution. <laughs> that's right. Or say what? Yeah, it was huge. It was a massive hit um, during sweeps weeks in the podcast. Yeah, so. it's not filler at all. We didn't have any music segment fall through at the last minute or anything. No, that no. did not happen. Yeah, no, yeah. This, yeah. Was, this was in the planning yeah, ever since yeah. the, rating, the Nielsen ratings came back. Yeah, thankfully music will be back next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, look forward to that segment coming up later. Uh, but first, entertainment releases. 
Um, coming out in stores on Tuesday the 16th, we have a few options worth mentioning. Story of the Year is coming out with Constant. Ben Soli and Daniel Martin Moore are coming out with Dear Companion. Smoking Popes, which is quite the word image, uh, is coming out with It's Been a Long Day. <laughs> Jason Faulkner with I'm Okay, You're Okay. And Gunger with Beautiful Things, uh, formerly the Michael Gunger Band. Uh, formerly, Michael Gunger was the kid who played at ORU Chapels, and he was quite the, uh, when I was a student there, he was like in high school, um, quite the guitar player. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Pretty, yeah, he's good. Pretty amazing. He's good. Movies coming out on Friday, February 19th. Uh, we got Shutter Island, that uh, creepy one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Ben Kingsley, yeah. the Martin Scorsese. Looks looks pretty terrifying to me. It's terrifying. Uh, Taker, starring Matt Dillon, in limited release. And uh, Blood Done Signed My Name, starring Nate Parker and Rick Schroeder. It's directed by Jeb Stewart. Jeb Stewart is somebody that we will be uh, talking to here on the podcast uh, later this month. So make sure to check that out. All right, well, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. I know we just covered mostly movies and music there, but... That's entertainment. Sports Illustrated released a magazine this last week. A Super Bowl commemorative edition. Well, I wouldn't... (laughs) If all of the athletes were female and in swimsuits, then maybe. But 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 they're going to sell over a million magazines... Of the SI swimsuit, they will single-handedly edition. save the magazine industry. Yeah, yeah. They're saying it's it's one of the most popular magazines that will be sold this next year. Is is there any truth to rumors that Relevant Magazine has a swimsuit edition coming out? No, we have a calendar. Okay, a calendar. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the editors of Relevant. Um, it's just us Wash- lounging around and various ac- doing various thing. activities. Yeah. Right, yeah. things things around the house. Yeah, it's um, okay. In limited release. Okay. Only available at relevantstore.com. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I, I just, it felt relevant to me, so I, I'm not sure our audience, I know our audience doesn't care. Oh, my goodness. All right. That'll, that will do it for entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. And you so Maybe you're a new listener to the podcast, or maybe you're a longtime listener, but you've just never made the move of subscribing to our magazine. That's right. Relevant. It's more than just a great podcast. We put out an amazing magazine. We'd love for you to get your hands on it. Right now, it's a great time to sign up because half of every subscription dollar that comes in, we're sending to World Vision's relief efforts in Haiti. It's a great time uh, to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. So check it out. Relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. You're listening to Love Drug. The song is Pink Champagne. Not to be confused with the Pink Limo song by Root Beer that's playing right now on Relevant FM. The song, the Pink Champagne, Love Drug, uh, it's from the album Plus Minus. It's with the little slash in between. It's uh, available as a free download on noisetrade.com. Uh, you can check out more at noisetrade.com or lovedrugmusic.com. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Wigs. song is 100 slash million. A lot of slashes now. It's the new thing. Uh, it's playing right now on relevant.fm. It's from their uh, upcoming album, In the Dark. It's coming out in March, thewigs.com. Um, this last week on Wednesday, we uh, officially rolled out and announced, other than here on the podcast, announced Relevant FM. Um, and the reception has been um, very positive, been very exciting for the, for the team. Uh, we, we've been working on it for a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of answering this one question, though. Is there an iPhone app? That's what everybody keeps asking. <laughs> and the answer is, is <laughs> the answer, for, I will say once and for all, hopefully, is the answer is no, not right now. But yes, there is one in motion and there will be one in probably the next two months. We'll have an app for all the mobile devices. But right now, you have to go to relevant.fm. That's the uh, address. And uh, you can launch the player there. It's a pretty sweet thing. Uh, we actually also, for Mac users, are going to have a, um, 
an application, a relevant FM application that you can stick right there on your Mac, put it in your dock, and it'll launch it. Uh, you don't have to go through the web browser and stuff. So that's actually going to be ready in the next couple of days. But um, Relevant FM, it's up. And uh, Chad, since you are the voice of Relevant FM, do you have anything you want to add? Um, it's it's an amazing mix of music. I mean, what can I say? I think that's the, the thing that I've heard more than anything from people that have been checking it out is that you can go from an indie rock song to a hip-hop song to an acoustic song, and we're also putting in their live performances. Like this week, the Myriad, when mm-hmm. they came by, uh, they played three songs exclusively for us here at Relevant, and those three songs are on Relevant FM. I mean, where else can you get that? It's true. Cool. And, and you failed to mention the Evening Thunder segment. That is uh, true. From 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called the Quiet Storm, Jesse. <laughs> it's, I'm, keep, I'm sorry, that's Chad's moniker. We're, we're keeping it soft and warm on the Quiet Storm. <laughs> Actually, Jesse, somebody um, somebody texted us earlier today and said they wanted mornings with Adam and Jesse. They, 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 yeah, they wanted the morning zoo crew, and they actually That's then funny. typed out all the sound effects that you guys could use in the mornings with Adam and Jesse zoo crew hour. But, I, I could guarantee you by day three, people would be over it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's something there. Uh, my, yeah, no, my, no, I, that'd be, you know, that's, I, I feel like that's a morning zoo role is kind of what I play on the podcast. <laughs> you need like, uh, unwittingly, but <laughs> you need more bells and honks and stuff. Yeah. I just need, I just need a sound effects grid right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. All that. Oh okay, yeah. Now it is time for slices. Jesse, what do you got? All right. Well, this is big news. Um, well, let me preface this by saying a couple of years ago when the new Superman, Superman Returns came out, I was pretty disappointed. I've never been like a huge Superman fan, um, but the new movie, you know, had a lot of buildup. So I was excited. I was a little disappointed, but I was, I was pretty excited also when I heard this week that Christopher Nolan is attached to the next installment of the Superman franchise. And uh, Christopher Nolan is, of course, a director of uh, Dark Knight, Batman. Uh, Batman Begins, and before that, Memento. So he's a really cool director. He did a lot of cool things for the Batman franchise. Uh, and Warner Brothers is apparently you know, really psyched about the opportunity. They haven't said that uh, they're not going to do it with Brandon Roth, uh, the guy who played Superman this last time. Um, but it's, uh, it's looking like Christopher Nolan could direct uh, the next Superman, which is cool. Also in the story, I found wait, out wait, that on, there was on, a couple. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. Right, yeah. Before you move on in the story, does that mean it's just going to look like Batman? I mean, like it's his vision for the superhero world. I mean, is it? He wouldn't that feel redundant? Visions. Well, well, the for I know for the last two Batman movies, Christopher Nolan actually wrote them with his brother. So he he doesn't mm-hmm. just write them; he uh, directs them. He writes them too. Huh. So it could be a different take on you know. I would. Just, I hope he doesn't go into it, Batman. It would have to be a little it. lighter. You think? I mean, yeah. there's yeah, ice, there's icicle worlds that he travels to. Mr. And he's not a <laughs> he's not a dark character with the, like a right. secret. Well, he, of course, he has a secret identity, but don't tell everybody. I must not have seen the other movie in its entirety. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> All right, next. Uh, I, I know it's been already talked about and it's it's been out there in mainstream media, but I can't get over the fact that this Haitian man in his 20s was pulled out of the rubble 27 days after the quake. It's unbelievable. Wait, it is I unbelievable. Didn't you didn't hear about this? No. There was a guy uh, that was working on his home that had crumbled down and he found his brother who was in his 20s under the rubble of his home 27 days after the earthquake. No. So there's all this conversation going on right now about A, whether people had actually kept him alive and knew he was there, or B, is the human body far more capable of enduring without food and water than we actually think that it is? Hmm. Wow. Which do you think it is? 27 days? I mean, there's no way a human being could be alive that long, Right. right? I don't know the circumstances. Well, the circumstances was there was an earthquake. Well, no, I mean, but was it like he fell into the the hatch from Lost and there was a butler, a pantry full of food in there? He did come out in a jumpsuit of okay. some sort. Yeah. Uh, it's like the the adult onesie. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah. I, but but if people knew he was down there, what, what, how are they how are they feeding him or or getting him water? You know. Well, well that's the, that's the thing that I don't understand. If if people were keeping him alive, then they would have 
actually gotten help to rescue him, but no one said anything for 27 days yeah. uh, until they apparently stumbled upon him, found him, and then rescued him, and he's alive. So people are now wondering, can the human body withstand going longer without food and water than we've ever known before? Well, or, well, we, know, well you know food is definitely more than 27 days. But the water thing, they say, is impossible. Yeah. You know, I think this sounds like a challenge for David Blaine. <laughs> it does. You know what? I think it was David Blaine they pulled out of the rubble. <laughs> he was this, standing on a pole. This was a trick <laughs> and treat. I think, did it rain at all, like enough where he could be able to get water? It could have. Yeah, 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 it totally like could have. It did rain. I mean, it rained quite a bit because they were flooding the streets because people who are having to sleep outside, you know, it hit, it yeah. made the news that the rains it, were it, causing and a They did problem. say he was severely dehydrated and emaciated when they pulled him out. Right. So he wasn't healthy, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, yeah. He wasn't yeah. like, man, I could have done that for another 27 days. <laughs> now, my, and so when I tweeted earlier, I tweeted, send me stuff to, to, to say on the podcast. I saw that you tweeted, does anybody have a slice for me? And uh, people were sending you slices. Yes. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Why not? Why not use the people? Yeah, use the people. <laughs> it's more interactive. Apparently, there's quite a few people that saw Avatar that are. Oh wait, you're absolutely right. This is breaking news. <laughs> we we need we need like the the da da like all the music like the music that we're breaking news. Shut your face. All right. <laughs> Apparently, a bunch of people that saw Avatar are now suffering from suicidal tendencies because they want to live in that world so badly, and they're so disgusted with our world. That's basically the gist of this whole story. But apparently, like, there's message boards and, like, over thousands of posts. Did they screen it at a crazy home or something? <laughs> no, it's people that are just, they, they have had, to, they're so depressed because that world is so much better than ours. <laughs> and they want to be in that world. Do these people play World of Warcraft? I, they didn't get into that. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't the only one who at first assumed Avatar was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> These are people they're that are trying to find that word. They want to make blue love. I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Once you've seen someone make blue love, it's like, I'm missing out. I haven't seen Avatar yet. I haven't yet. seen it yet either. You haven't? No. no. Oh, man. I'm no. the one. You are the one. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Well, I made a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty strong statement the week that it was opening here on the podcast. I said it looked pretty terrible. Yeah. And I thought yeah. it would be a huge failure. Yeah. yeah. So I got to stick to my guns. You're, you're, you're all right. kinds of wrong. If they get my money, that could yeah. put them over the top to being a success. Yeah. And so yeah. I can't, I'm holding back. Yeah. That's good. You know, you know, the double bonus on the Avatar movie is the 3D glasses you get are actually pretty cool. They're like they're like clear wayfarers. I've been wearing no. them around town. I saw. Yeah, I, I promise. No, they're legitimately cool. I mean, remember the Oakley Frog skins? They kind of look like that. Well, they're like the metrosexual glasses that worship pastors wear <laughs> on stage. That there's aren't a, there's actually. There's a guy on American Idol right now in Hollywood Week that rocks those things. Yes, he does. He they he went to Avatar the movie, and now he wears them for fun. I forgot you're actually a big Idol fan, aren't you? I, I watch regularly. I think that's the most yeah. odd thing about you. I, it's it's The wonderful. more I get to know you, the it's more wonderful. odd it is. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. This year, more worship pastors than ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're no, coming out they, of the woodwork. They literally refer to them as... And like Ryan Seacrest will be like, and now the worship pastor from Tennessee. <laughs> I know. You know. No one else gets referred to as their occupation. This is now this is now a legitimate yeah. career trajectory for that for that entire industry. Right. It yeah. totally is. Yeah. It totally is. No church is paying idle kind of money. So it's you're true. like, man, I want to. Um, I need to mention one of the things I need to mention. Uh, a friend of mine and recording artist Tara Lee Cobble is currently booking her spring tour. That she said that's <laughs> worth a mention. So and I agree that is worth a mention. It is. So hit up Tara Lee Cobble's we, website. We published one of her books back in the day. We absolutely did. She's she's a funny writer and a great songwriter. So is she a funny songwriter? I don't know. Her okay. new her new album's basically uh, like a female Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Weird Al was a female Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got a lot of uh, territory to cover today. So I'll do it for slices. Up next, Invisible Children. You're listening to Me in Motion, uh, although I am just sitting. Uh, the song is Losers, and it's playing right now on Relevant.tv. You're a loser for saying that. 
I'm posing <laughs> for our new calendar. The, <laughs> 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 um, I, I would love any feedback that people would have. Maybe this could, I mean, we'll decide our question of the week in a minute for feedback, but what would a relevant calendar that could be mostly appropriate look like? <laughs> I feel like we could, we could really do we some could... hel- healthy damage with that. The beauty of flannel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's a good theme for the, for, it's, I mean, it's a tweet. Yeah. And it's a good theme for, yeah. I thought it was very appropriate. It was. That was your best contextual that tweet I didn't reference. Even, I didn't even get that it was a tweet at first. Yeah, it's good. good How job. about this? If I'm staring at my computer and say something, probably reading Twitter. <laughs> okay, good to know. You were waiting for the perfect moment to say the beauty of flannel, weren't you? <laughs> I was. For like the last like 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> it's, it's perfect, a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, me in motion, the song is Losers. <laughs> That's appropriate. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant.TV because of my whole... Posing <laughs> I got it. Okay. got it. Got it. Got it. Because that band's losers. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's they're not, they're not cool dudes at all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, as we mentioned earlier today, uh, Josh uh, was able to speak to Jason Russell from Invisible Children. Here is part one of that interview. Well, Jason, uh, the first question uh, I'm sure on a lot of people's mind uh, is how does it feel to win a million dollars? It feels really, uh, it feels pretty amazing. It's, um, yeah, I mean, the energy in which we took the week by storm, you know, was just really palatable. I felt like we could have surrounded our building downtown and lifted it off the ground wow. or at least a van we could have taken a van collectively and thrown it onto the freeway it yeah. was that much like strength and energy behind really wanting um to get the million dollars and now that we have it for the first time i would say in seven years um it really gives us a breathing room to where we can actually um not be anxious you know every month wondering um how we're going to support the programs on the ground and everything else so right. it's really the first time um that we can breathe it's, it's been really an amazing thing for those who aren't aware uh your organization invisible children uh won one million dollars and beat out uh a lot of nonprofit organizations uh including to write love on our arms uh who brought joaquin phoenix Liv tyler and miley cyrus to the table via video and you still beat yeah. them so that was impressive yeah, it was really funny because um, there's a few backstories. One is that my sister works on the Miley Cyrus show. Right. And so the week before the competition, I was like, you know, Amy, you got to go talk to her when you're, you know, <laughs> doing the highlights in her hair and curling her hair. Like, tell her to say something about invisible children. And yeah. we didn't know it, but our friend Jamie at Try Love on Her Arms yeah. ha- had her already on lockdown for their organization. So, yeah. Um, it was a conflict of interest. But yeah, the Joaquin Phoenix thing, that was pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. our friends and novice were like, that might be the craziest pop culture um, happening this year so far. It's really interesting that that's where he made his his reappearance yeah it was it was a pretty random sighting and uh yeah but it was a it was a fun one congratulations to you guys that's uh it's very very cool i i think you know one of the other things that i i know a lot of people uh are curious about is is you know your organization only being uh you know seven years old is that correct well we we went originally over there in 2003 right. so seven years ago but um, it's been a nonprofit for almost five years okay all right I, I think a lot of people want to know how, how do you personally handle the ride from from being uh, from having that that thrilling experience in Uganda the first time you guys are are shooting you know some some video footage and you end up piecing a movie together how do you move from this thrilling new start uh, and into this this situation where now you're a multi-million dollar corporate nonprofit having to report to a board of directors is this still fun for you is the ride still enjoyable or is it does it feel stuffy at times now yeah it's a great question i mean it's always the battle right like someone said you know it starts with a man or men and it turns into a movement and then it turns into a machine yeah and and i couldn't agree more like that's that's how the world works that's how governments are formed or corporations are formed or churches work and that has been from day one one of my most adamant struggles actually we were talking about it yesterday for a guy who we want to bring onto the board and i said 
I hate rules. It's in my DNA. It's in my personality test. I do not like rules. I don't believe that anything actually um, palatable and and riveting in the world ever changes when you play by the rules. Yeah. And so it, it honestly makes me want to throw up. Um, I don't love like board meetings or anything like that. Right. So we still have that um, chaotic kind of unpredictable culture yeah. uh, within the DNA and the tone of Invisible Children, but thank God we have um, five or more amazing disciplinarians and implementers and people who understand the reasons the rules exist and why they are important. And um, I've grown to appreciate them more and more, but to be honest, it, the journey is always and will always be for me day by day. What, what does this day have? Um, what can I do today? And, and then, of course, um, getting excited for uh, the future as the days roll out. But I know people are always like, well, you, you guys have so many different missions or you're changing the way you, you are doing your work or anything like that. And for me, that's always been the goal of the dream is to be adaptable and mobile and evolve really quickly because I think that's what in the nonprofit world, or I guess the humanitarian sector, that's what is necessary. One of the things that you guys have done over the last five to seven years is is you really have changed the way that people approach social justice. Um, and and I feel like one of the things that, that you guys have brought to the table is you've brought a trendiness to uh, to being a part of justice movements. Um, do you have any concerns now, uh, though, now that you guys have kind of played that role after a few years about how trendy it's become for people to buy a T-shirt and now feel like they've joined a cause? I could answer that by saying there's a lot of other things that could be trendy that aren't as important as global justice or social justice. So in the grand scheme of things, we're like, how amazing is it that even if it is a fad or a trend, at least cool to help other people um right I, I think i'm trying to address if if you guys feel any sort of tension about people feeling as if they're doing something just when they buy a t-shirt or uh, if, if 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 like the trendiness of cause that's caught on where people you know will get tattoos of africa but never go to africa will buy the t-shirt yeah. but but never really engage with the the meaningful message that you're trying to get across yeah. does that make sense yeah yeah, totally. I, I, um, you've probably heard the term slacktivism. Yeah. It's cool to say you're a part of it, but then deep down to the core, are you? I think that that can last for maybe six months, maybe a year, but at the end of the day, your friends, your family, um, they're going to be calling you out. I yeah. mean, it, at, at some point, you're not authentic if you don't financially give something, if you don't volunteer your time if you aren't learning or reading more about the conflicts or knowing individuals who are affected by uh, the conflicts that you are promoting or a part of that cause. So at the end of the day, it's a matter of like, are you an authentic person or not? Because I could claim to be uh, a scenester, hipster, you know, love the underground music scene, but if I don't go out and actually know the bands or um, can reference the music on the blogs that no one can find, then am I really engaged in that community or am I just doing it um, for the cool glasses or the t-shirt, you know? So yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, I think however long you want to play out that superficial endorsement into the, the cause scene, it'll only last for a season. And the people that do stick around and actually have the tattoos, um, hopefully they rise to the surface and are actually on the front lines. But you have to admit, when you walked into the guest store for the first time and saw your T-shirt there, you were pretty stoked. <laughs> yeah, I was stoked. I mean, I was more stoked when I went and saw the buildings that those girls, the Marciano daughters, built in Uganda. Actually, one of them got to go see them herself. And I mean, I think at the end of this season, they'll have almost raised a million dollars on just T-shirts and guest stores. So wow, wow. when you actually see the physical buildings and sure. you meet the you know, 800 girls who are living in the dorms because of you know, just a random T-shirt in a in a guest store on Rodeo Drive. You're pretty stoked, yeah. yeah. It's an it was an exciting thing to see that. Mm-hmm. 
You bring up uh, some of the programs that you guys are doing. I think one of the interesting studies about your organization is in the early stages of Invisible Children, you exclusively seem to serve as an awareness organization. Why did you guys make the leap from just doing things like the Global Night Commute to actually creating development programs in Uganda? Because we're too risky, no one wanted to partner with us. We tried to give our money away to NGOs on the ground that were doing uh, good work, that we, we liked what they were doing. And we met with them over the course of you know a year or two, and by the end of it, they said, you know, you guys are too young and risky. We just can't be associated with you. We can't partner with you. Huh. So honestly, we never wanted to do that on the ground because we know they're experts in that field. Sure. And out of frustration, um, out of that frustration, we said, well, I guess that drives us to uh, having to do it ourselves and, and, and really relying on Jolie's expertise and her knowledge to hire the staff and get the best of the best. And from, from day one, we always said we don't want it to be about the numbers. We don't want to just sponsor 30,000 children for $5 a month or whatever. We want it to be quality over quantity so that you can actually have proof in the work on the ground because our frustration in 2003 was that there were like a thousand NGOs on the ground but you couldn't find barely any work going on. You were like, well, what are you doing with the resources and the money and the and the uh, energy put into that? And so anyone who goes to Uganda and spends a day or two with our programs, we have so many evidence and testimonies of life change of the work that has, has been going on over the past five years and uh, yeah so it was really out of frustration and I think anyone who comes to that point where you're pushed up against a wall yeah. and, and your only option is to actually get involved uh, and, and actually do it then um, you're, you're kind of your pride and your name is on the line so you, you got to make sure that um, the work st- stands alone and stands for itself. I think one of the things that I think about is is your passion seemed to lead the way uh, prior to your education and experience, kind of what you were pointing to a second ago. And I'm, I'm yeah. curious, when, when you enter into a space as significant as justice, you know, in a place yeah. like Uganda, um, when you're a couple of white guys from the States, um, how, how you allow education and experience to rise and meet your passion level and and what might happen yeah. in a very short period of time, you know, five to seven years, you know, where, where you make several important decisions as an organization, as leaders, about who you want to be personally and what kind of organization you want to be about. You try things, they work, they don't work. Um, I was just curious if there if there were a couple of moments in the timeline. I mean, one of the moments is that, you know, Oprah's not going to save the day. And, you know, she's an amazing woman and has you know, obviously millions of fans and does extraordinary things, tells extraordinary stories, but ultimately it's us as a collective human race on this planet that really needs to come together and look at the most vulnerable places in the world and say, you know, Angelina Jolie, the United Nations, Bono, they're not going to, you know, solve these problems. They're going to work towards it, but it's a puzzle piece and we all need to play a part of the puzzle piece. So that's really an an aha moment when you, you sit back and go, we, we've been in the White House, we've talked to the State Department, we've been in the Pentagon, you know, and as kind of uh, depressing as it sounds, they are not really going to solve this issue. We, um, in this new paradigm, this new generation, um, in, in this very new kind of world, are going to have to decide what we want to do about injustice in the world, about the Joseph Coney's. And, and the Hitlers and the best shears in the world who are committing mass atrocities, we have the power and the ability to stop it and do something about it. And it doesn't always have to be, oh, the UN is so bureaucratic and messed up, or our government is only interested in its, you know, self. Um, th- those things are all, there's truth in all of that, but what are we as an individual doing? Because like never before in the history of the world, the individual plays a massive role. Um, with power and influence, and, 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 and that is because of technology and the voice that we've been allowed to have. So that's one. The second one is that um, the stories that you tell um, in the world, the most important story is the one that you're living out in your personal daily life. At the end of the day, 
when Nelson Mandela or Kurt Cobain or Walt Disney passes away, the truly interesting story and the ones that people remember are the ones about who, how they were, how they engaged with people, how they lived their life, how authentic they were. And so that, that's been an aha moment for, I know myself and others on the staff who say, and we teach our roadies, it is about the authentic relationships you have with each other. Yeah. We can't end a war 6,000 miles away if you can't end a war with someone that you're touring the film to, or you can't end a war with your own mother or your sister. You know, those things are, are what really matters, and finding that authenticity on a personal level um, is really what we strive, strive to do. And that leads me to my final point, which is, I guess, from the beginning, we set out to end the longest running war in Africa and rescue these children who are a part of this rebel group, which we are still committed to doing. Right. But in doing that, I think that when people join this movement and uh, discover these stories, they are as equally rescued um, from the lies and misconceptions that our culture teaches us. And so we didn't realize the important role we would play in teaching, trying to teach a generation to reprioritize their, their thinking. That'll do it for part one of Josh's interview with Jason Russell. Make sure to tune in uh, next week for the rest of the interview. Up next, stay tuned for Attribution. listening to Broken Bells. The song is The High Road. I've never taken that, <laughs> that road that road before. What is this There's road you speak road? of? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what I should have said. <laughs> Dang it. Always with the better zinger. Jesse Carey, folks. Um, it's playing right now on Relevant.TV. Uh, it's from their upcoming album set to release in March. I'm catching a common uh, trend here, Chad. The relevant TV songs are usually for the videos from an upcoming album. Like, they're brand new. Yeah. Breaking new music. That's, yeah. That's what we're doing And here. one thing that we're going to be doing, too, you'll notice a lot of, is uh, videos that play on relevant TV. We will then be using some of those songs on relevant FM as well. Uh, lovely. Beautiful. Synergy. Mm. And just like that, the circus died. <laughs> wow. That was sad. That is a sad. This is what people are tweeting me. I mean, I, I, what do you do? Someone this? tweeted, just like that, the circus died. And just like that, comma, the circus died, period, <laughs> from Ryan Burbank. That is the entirety of the tweet. That's a sad tweet. These are conversational that, that, that's killers. Sad and a little creepy. They are. Yeah. <laughs> all, and, and in my image, all I had was like a sad clown, like walking away from a big tent. I think Ryan is is one of the people who would like to live in the Avatar world. <laughs> and right now his circus is dead. He's speaking just, of uh, speaking of Ryan, where is Ryan? Ryan, good, good good call. I should have mentioned this at the beginning. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ryan. Hey buddy, we we didn't miss. I you. feel like we missed him a lot <laughs> yes, today. We did. Actually, we did. Um, yeah, Ryan, uh, the illustrious associate editor Ryan Ham, who normally joins us here on the podcast. Um, is out on a photo shoot for our calendar. No, um, <laughs> he, he is um, he is not here because his Chinese girlfriend is in town visiting him. She is. <laughs> yeah, she is here. Kate, we met her today. She is not Chinese. <laughs> she just merely teaches school in China. Not okay. merely. That's a significant job. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> I mean, a lot of someone's because it's, it's China. It's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it true. Uh, she is really nice and she is real. And that's um, nice. It, we were a little scared. We were able to validate. Yep. <laughs> she's uh, uh, seemingly. I still don't believe it, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she's seemingly quick witted, like she could hang with Ryan, you know? Yeah. Uh, she made a good first impression. I felt pretty bad for her because the entire staff encircled her. Yeah. Like we were all looking at, 
Like like if Jack Hanna visited our office with some sort of monkey on his arm, yeah, right, everybody right. would like gather around. Yes. That's what happened. It's when Donald Miller comes to visit. It was the same kind of impression. <laughs> yeah. It felt so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically, if you're famous... But, but you have to mention Donald Miller carries a pet monkey with him. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I did fail to mention that. Yeah. But I, mean, I felt so bad for, you know, it's like, hi, welcome to our continent. And we're all going to stare at you like there's something on your face. You know what I mean? But no, she's great. She's really nice. Ryan is uh, hanging out with her for the week and uh, took off of work. So yeah. we thought that was a good reason. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, all right. Well, now it's time for attribution. Or retribution. Oh. Or say what? Yeah. yeah is this, is this going to be a rematch this week? Is Or or, or, do, or Cameron, do you want to play? No, I'm the scorekeeper. I don't know. Okay. I've cheated one week and I've tied another week. So AKA I've get, lost. I've had a, a bad run. <laughs> I, would invite, I would invite Chad to play. But he he assisted in coming up with the questions. Okay, all right. You have well, to play because we can't do husband and wife. That's fine. That could cause problems with the family. Yeah. I don't right, want to so do that. So this is the rematch of the century. All basically. right. So this is attribution retribution. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Attribution. The retribution edition. You, you can guys can put something together awesome and post with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to create more work for you, Chad, but it would be awesome. <laughs> Just awesome. All right. So here's how it works. One more time. Uh, you're each going to take turns. You'll each get three questions. It's alternating in order. And wait till you hear all choices. Basically, I'm going to read a quote that was said in the last week or so about some news-related item. And you have to uh, guess which one of the choices uh, that quote is attributed to. All right. So round one. The first question will go to Maya. Mm -hmm. This one is actually a tweet, so no searching, no Googling. But this was a tweet. It's going to keep snowing in D.C. until Al Gore cries uncle. (laughs) All right. Who said that? Was it New York Governor David Patterson, Glenn Beck, Republican Senator Jim DeMent, or the notorious global warming skeptic Old Man Winter? I'm going to say Glenn Beck. Ooh, I'm sorry. It's uh. Republican Senator Jim DeMint. I'm surprised you guys all mm. uh, follow him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Is he on Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, yeah. That was a tweet. Oh, wow. Sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I'm too too enamored with my with my <laughs> With flood, Twitter. Flood, with actual <laughs> with Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. All but, right. So, Zero. Josh. Yes, Jesse. I am so not winning an Oscar. Nine times out of ten, I always pick who's going to win. I already know who's going to win. Who said that? Was it Meryl Streep, Sandra Bullock, James Cameron, or Gary Busey? Mistakenly think he's thinking he's been retroactively nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his role in Point Break. Uh, I know for a fact that that was James Cameron who uh, is taking the high road, I guess, <laughs> and uh, and is saying that he is not going to win. I am sorry, but you are factually incorrect. What? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, man. I heard we that real, he, we got a real barn burner this I, week. I heard, I heard that he uh, he's not he he's not picked himself to win an Oscar. That is um, true. Well, good for him. That. Yeah. At least so, he's a realist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, haven't seen see the, you haven't even seen Avatar. the movie. Well, I just, I get the, I get a vibe. From I it. saw the commercials. <laughs> Was that, are you reading a, are you reading a twit? <laughs> twit pick? No, I'm just sucking on a twizzle. Okay. Good. <laughs> all right. All right, Maya. So the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, I have set a goal to solve the problem of childhood obesity within a generation so that children born today will reach adulthood at a healthy weight. Was that good goal for you, Jesse? <laughs> Speaking in the first person, it's a good goal for yeah. you. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that wasn't part of the game. I was just stating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, was that uh, Michelle Obama, health guru Richard Simmons, Ooh. health and human services director Kathleen Sabellis, or Nicolas Cage attempting to regain his fortune by marketing his own homemade health bar snacks, Cage Thunder? Mmm, yummy. Michelle Obama? Wait, hold on. That was a question mark. That was not a statement. <laughs> Michelle Obama? That is it Woo! is Michelle Obama. Dang. I knew the Sandra Bullock one, too. So if it's a tie, I should win that. Good <laughs> grief. I agree. The heat is on. 
All right. We're not trying to use Doritos to propagate a message, but I think we want people to know that we have a sense of humor, that it's okay to laugh. Was that Danica Patrick, uh, Mosaic Church Pastor Erwin McManus, White House Press Secretary Robert Gibbs, or Shaquille Cool Ranch O'Neal on his new self-imposed nickname? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. McManus based on uh, his one of his commercials being aired during the Super Bowl. That's right. His church made a Super Bowl commercial as part of a contest with Doritos, and it was shown, and it was pretty good. Was that the one where Tim Tebow tackled his mom for a bag of Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was too. It was very controversial. Not kill babies. <laughs> All right, so it's one-to-one, final round. All right, Maya, this is me going to jail. And let me and let, Before I say this, <laughs> and let me say that the joke at the end of this one, if you thought the other ones were bad, wait to hear this one. Okay. <laughs> this is me going to jail. Nobody can tell me what it's like. I just say I'm looking forward to it. Is it Rip Torn, Steven Seagal, Little Wayne, or Peyton Manning, who's facing charger who's facing charges after shooting himself in the foot during the Super Bowl? Buzzing. And next season opening night he'll be facing chargers. I know, I like that. I like that. <laughs> oh goodness. Little Wayne? Correct. Oh, see? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, it's not Little Wayne. It's yeah, Lil. Lil. L-I-L. Okay, wait. I, I, judge? I, I can't, I can't judge? bring myself to saying goofy hip-hop Lil. monikers, though. Judge? Anyone else Jesse like didn't that? say it either. So. Hold on. That's like getting his first name wrong. That is true. <laughs> no, because Jesse said it little. So Wait. I was just saying as the... This this podcast could not be whiter. <laughs> uh, it's on is the it list. Little Wayne? <laughs> little Wayne? <laughs> it's on the, the list of stuff white people like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little Wayne. Yeah. I like a little, little Wayne. All right. So, so this is for the tie or the win. Forgive each other. Be there for each other. It will all work out. That's Jesus. <laughs> Correct. And yes. we have another tie. Yeah. Okay. Was that? Did I take that from an episode of Dr. Phil this week? Is that President Obama talking to Republicans and Democrat leaders about health care? Is it Reverend Ricky Curtin, who is the pastor of Tiger Woods? Or is that David Letterman's advice to Conan and Leno? Uh, that is a quote from Tiger Woods' pastor. You are correct. Okay, oh. I want to clarify here. It's not. It's, it's not his, his pastor. No, of course well, not. The pastor that no, married them. It, yes. It's a guy from that island. Yeah. Who offered to? Uh, who had to sign a non-disclosure? Yep. Who offered to give them some premarital counseling and advice before, and they they said no. Yep. And and then performed the ceremony. Has never spoken to them before or after. Or since you know, since then. But all the news reports says Say, this is their pastor. pastor. It's his pastor. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Does, does that does that disqualify his advice, guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, Just because he's knowingly misrepresenting himself to the news media. Yeah, that's that's. I still think we need it. to hear what he had the man has to say. I heard he's writing a book. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, oh man! <laughs> I believe it. Wow. He performed a ten-minute ceremony. I'm sure that's going to be a compelling. Three hundred pages. Yeah. 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 Well, I have right. a lightning round tiebreaker. If you guys want to do it. I'm go. I'm just going to read the 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 quote. The there you go. First one with the correct and, answer. Yeah, and then I'll start reading choices, and the first one that yells it out. There you go. That's it. All right. We take strong insult and objection to the Air Force Reserve presenting this advertisement with the implication that we license one of our songs to encourage recruitment during a war that we do not support. Nickelback. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Kenny Loggins, who's still upset about his most well-known song being the theme from Top Gun? No. Black Eyed Peas? It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Green Day? Green Day! Or the White Stripes? White Stripes! Green Day! Oh! I wanted to choose Green Day, but she did first. <laughs> did I win? Well, that's it. Josh wins. It's the White Stripes. Oh! What I meant to say is <laughs> the White Stripes all the way. That's incredible. Speaking of the white stripes, today we got something here in the offices. We got the March-April issue of Relevance hot off the press. They're going to be shipping to people sometime next week. 
So we got our advanced copies, and the cover of the issue is none other than Jack White. The Jack White the, from the White Stripes? The Jack White of the White Stripes and the Dead Weather and the Rock and Tours. He has a solo project coming out. Anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's, our, it's our seventh <laughs> anniversary issue, and so we figured why not Seven years. have a huge name on the cover. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I know Jesse is a little ways away, but the four of us are in this little podcast together. To the both of you. Congratulations, seven years. Oh, that's a big deal. Oh, thanks. It's a very, very big deal. The first six months of Relevant came and just talked an IM to me. So. Yeah, that's true. I was wooing the waitress <laughs> at Friday's, um, it, which was Maya. It wasn't that okay. I was with Maya. And I was wooing <laughs> the waitress at Friday's. I was so. IMing Maya, yeah. but yeah. I was wooing the waitress at <laughs> um, Anyway, What a 10 years it's been. <laughs> <laughs> we will... We will talk about that issue later, but I just thought it was cool that it was the lightning round answer mm-hmm. and also sitting on my desk. I lost. You I'm did. not okay Sorry, with losing. That will do it for... Attribution. The Retribution Edition. Or... Say what? <laughs> and we promise this time that's the last time it'll happen. <laughs> I like that game. <laughs> it's fun. All right. Up next, feedback. If I knew it was coming, I would have read more. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in our toes. Oh, which way should we go down? Nobody knows, nobody knows. I'm gonna race you down. You're listening to Elizabeth and the Catapult. That was a remarkable catapult. I think the catapult is more like the ancient apparatus where someone yeah. is flung from one place. Yeah. I don't think it's a spring. <laughs> no. They might have flex. After they know. pop out, it goes... <laughs> no, they're large wooden apparatus. I don't think they boing. It's like, okay. it's like a teeter-totter. Yeah, right, right, right. All it right. could have been a bendy one. Well, you know. <laughs> it's not Indian. You weren't there. It's not a bendy. Uh, um, oh. The song is Race You. Um, it's playing right now on Relevant.TV. I thought we'd be playing more Relevant FM stuff, but apparently Relevant TV is bringing the hits this week. I think it's feeling a little insecure. <laughs> I think it yeah. is. Relevant <laughs> FM is getting so much love. so It's getting all the attention. Yeah. yeah. Relevant TV started acting out last last week. So. <laughs> um, it's from the album Taller Children, which was released <laughs> last year. They're awesome Taller. at every that's, level. That's the creepiest name I've ever heard. For <laughs> Taller Children. from oh, That's their album. The song is Race You from Elizabeth and the Catapult. Uh, okay, it's time for your feedback. Now, last week, we asked you a question about Lost. We wanted to see what you thought about the new season, what you think is going to happen and all of your thoughts in general. Here's here's the conundrum and problem that I and Maya have. No. Halfway through last year, we had to stop watching. You had to. Had to. Had to. Life got in the way. We started traveling. And other things happened. Well, we moved and we were moving a bunch of stuff. We lost. We lost we so lost many our weeks DVR that of saved saved episodes. Right. Yeah, all the saved ones went away. We couldn't catch up. I said, "Well, let's just you know what, ignore it. Wait for the DVD to come out. We'll catch up. Yeah. Jump in the next season." Well, we have the DVD. We haven't yet finished last season, so we are withholding ourselves from this season. We'll probably jump in at week four or five. I don't want to know anything that you guys say, so actually, I'm going to sit out of feedback. What? I'm going to. I'm just going to sit out of feedback. I'm going because I I want to come in fresh. To, I don't want to know. No, I this. But feedback, Jesse doesn't watch feedback. I mean, doesn't watch loss. <laughs> <laughs> or he, yeah, that, that offers an interesting conundrum for me as well. <laughs> Because I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just started reading feedback, and now I'm like getting like season five spoilers. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm terrified. definitely not watching now. <laughs> I'm terrified. Do you want yeah. Chad? Do you want Chad to just play one of the messages? I've never Ch- seen one episode of Lost in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst Lost panel ever. <laughs> wow. I think we should turn this podcast into a lost, a lost podcast. It was Ryan and yeah. you from here clearly, on out. Clearly, we are not making the right podcast here. We all we need to switch this to a full time lost podcast. Um, anyway, yeah, Ryan was the one who's who's super into it. We're into it too. We're just behind. And, and we, I watch it. It just makes no sense to me. <laughs> so I I just have to admit that. Like I watch it. I play along, and I'm hoping that when I'm sitting there on my couch, and the last. 
like picture of Lost comes up, it'll yeah. all make sense. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm halfway through a movie, almost near the end of a movie yeah. that I'm still a little confused by. Right. So okay. So Chad, can you play the uh, the call? Hey guys, this is JJ from Austin, Texas. Hey JJ. Uh, regarding Lost, I guess at this point I kind of feel like the storyline is just going to go in any direction, and the writers are pretty much throwing ideas out there and throwing darts at them, seeing what hits. So I'm not fully down with Lost, although I'm pretty much committed at this point because I've watched all the seasons. I think the one thing that bugs me the most is has got to be how the characters will be so against doing anything Ben says. And then Ben will say, we must do this. And they say, no way, we're not going to trust you. And then Ben says, trust me. And they're like, well, okay. And then they go along with it anyways. So at this point, I, I'm not a big fan of Lost, but I am totally committed. So I'm sure there are a lot of fans like that out there. With, but uh, just thought I'd throw that in there. All right, have a good one, guys. Wait, did he say, I'm not I'm not a big fan, yeah. but I'm totally committed? Yeah. He sounds like right. one of the characters in Lost <laughs> yeah. that says, I don't trust you. And then says, "Oh, okay." He's no. He's like, you know what? I've just I've invested too much time yeah. to yeah. stop now. Does anyone else think that JJ may be a professional TV reviewer after that quality <laughs> assessment? <laughs> it was a good assessment. He's very well spoken. All right, that, did, that didn't give away too much, so I'm okay with his his yeah. uh, assessment. We'll stop there. For, for we'll stop if, there. if you want to join the conversation, go over to last week's podcast episode page. I like the call-in thing. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's really cool. Now that now that people have experienced it, maybe it will entice more people. Their to, voice can be on the podcast. If you haven't noticed, uh, a few weeks ago, we um, over on our website, we created a whole huge podcast section. If you uh, if you click on media, you know the drop down right there, and click on podcast main page, they're all there, and it's beautiful, and they're organized, and and all the interviews and all of the live performances are right there for download. Uh, we've never mentioned that here on the podcast. That oh yeah, by the way, there's a huge podcast page now. Uh, it's easy to find back um, episodes and stuff. And I mention that because when you're hearing this, the new one will be up. So if you want to join the Lost Conversation that's happening, just go over to the main page and click on last week's episode and and you can uh, chime in there. Okay, it's time for this week's Question of the Week. Editorial Question of the Week. All right, well, you know, earlier we were talking about the, uh, the uh, relevant editorial uh, calendar that we're going to do, the photo... Photo shoot in the vein of the uh, Sports Illustrated. They took the lead, <laughs> and we're going to. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to tackle this. Firemen have been doing this for decades. <laughs> um, so anyway, we want to know from you what we should uh, do for the uh, calendar. Give us some ideas for some uh, for some of the shots. I'm right. not. I'm not actually on the editorial team. Can I be in it? Yeah, of course. Well, well I mean, it, it, we're not taking any clothes off, people. I mean, keep it clean. Not. I mean, this is... But, you know, if you want us in various scenes, doing various activities, what would you like the calendar to be? Yeah, what pictures would you like to look at every single day for an entire year? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we want to know. And you know what? I'm actually thinking we might make a calendar. Why not? Why, let's make a podcast we ain't got calendar. No, else so, it's not do. editorial team. This is a relevant podcast calendar. All right. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'm committing now. We could, will do it. Could, can we sell one million copies, do you think? <laughs> we will For save like the calendar cents. industry. Yeah, I was okay. going to say, is this single-handedly going to save the calendar industry? Yeah. Um, so We'll get them printed up at Kinko's. <laughs> we will get them printed somewhere. Um, I have a laser jet printer yeah. that, dude, that is ready to work. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, go over to this week's podcast episode page and post it right there in the comments, uh, your answers. Uh, or you could call us and tell us, and we will play your replies on next week's podcast. Um, so you could call into 407-660-1411. JJ did it. You can do it too. The extension is 126. That is not... Philip Self's extension. That is the podcast extension. So uh, go ahead and give us a call and tell us what scenes you would like us to shoot for the relevant podcast calendar. So really, we want to know from you like the theme of the overall calendar yeah. with some specific examples of months yeah. within it. So and it can be it can be pretty high concept too. Yeah, there needs to be an overarching theme though, definitely. Yeah. So. Okay, so go to the podcast episode page or call us and tell us your feedback. Well, that'll do it for this week's uh, podcast. Make sure to tune in next week for part two of uh, Josh's interview with Jason Russell from Invisible Children. You won't want to miss it. In addition, we have uh, a spotlight, an interview with uh, an amazing group, the Bowerbirds. You won't want to miss it. Really cool music. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. 
I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Justin Carey. And for Chad Michael Snavely, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I like a little, little Wayne.